All right, Chabot Sai. It's, it's a good way to start. A powerful piece by Rab Sadiq, no? I think it's a very, it's a, it's a, you come across some of these, some of these pieces of Hasidus, and it's not just Hasidus, there's Baksh, a lot of good Torah. Most of it happens to be in Hasidus, but there's also good Torah elsewhere. But, you know, you, there, there are pieces that are transformative. They're just absolutely transformative in the way you live your life. Anyway, speaking of transformative, another transformative Gemara today. So we'll say, we're going to begin by thanking our, our sheer sponsors to thank our Talmud Torah sponsors for the month of Adar, Paul and Kathy Pollock, for dedicating all the Shior Medrashos this month in memory of Paul's grandmother, grand, grandparents, Dina Bas Pesach and Zacharia Ben Zacharia. I want to thank our Dafyomi sponsors today, very beautiful sponsorship as well, the Plonka family, for dedicating the Shear this morning in commemoration of the yard site of Rav Moshe Feinstein, Moshe Ben David Zechertzadik Vikadosh Levracha. We hope that in the merit of our Talmud Torah, the Nisham will have an Aliyah. Then all of Klali so will have in a chama. All right, to say with that, let us begin. So we have, we have really have an incredible daf ahead of us today. A lot of gemara, a lot to do, um, a lot to do. So today's daf is Tzadik Hey ninety five, and we are picking up on Tzadik Dalit Ahmed Beis. Um, where did we leave off? Gufa, right? Uh, no, Rava Amar Tanaihi. So we are up to two, four, six, eight lines up from the bottom. But Rava Amar Tanaihi. So we'll say, so remember again, the Machlokis we left off with was the dramatic Machlokis in the Mishnah. Up until, right, namely, what is the definition of Derech Rechoka? So we saw the first opinion, the Tanakama, who explained, I should say, Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Akiva said, from Modi in and outside, which the Gemara established as a distance of 15 mil. Remember again, there's nothing significant about Modi'in, Modi'in except that Modi'in is just represents a distance. This is Modi'in in Yerushalayim, 15 mil. So if you are 15 mil outside of Yerushalayim, ultimately again on, on Erev Pesach, then Halacha Lamaise again, you are B'Darech Rechoka, and therefore you are Nitcha to Pesach Sheni. However, the Mishnah then also quoted the opinion of Rabbi Eliezer, who said, Mi'isikufa, even if you are outside of the threshold of the Beis Hamikdash, so it's like I'm in Yerushalayim, I'm in, I'm on the Harabayis, on the Harabayis, I'm outside the, the doorway of the of the Beis Hamikdash. That's called Derech Rechoka as well. So Rabbi says, now we're picking up with this. So Rava Amar Tanahi. Rava says, in reality, this is a Mechlokes Tanah. Here we go. This Sanya, Rabbi Ali Ezer Omer, Ne'emar Richok Makom Bepesach. The Torah speaks about Richok Makom Derech Rachok by Pesach. Ne'emar Richok Makom Bemeiser. And the Torah speaks of being at a distance from Meiser Shani. Rabbi remember again, from Meiser Shani, from Meiser Shani, the halacha is that you're supposed to take your produce, your Maeser Shani produce, to Yerushalayim. Ultimately, again, however, if you are, let's say, too far away, you can't carry all of your produce, what can you do? You could redeem your produce onto money, or transfer the sanctity onto money, bring the money to Yerushalayim, and you spend the money on food in Yerushalayim. So, it says, Richok Makom by Pesach, Richok Makom by Maeser Shani. Ma halalon chutz l'achilaso, so was it just like Maeser Shani, Derech Rechoka means you're too far away from the place in which you would consume the Meiser Sheni, which is where? In, in Yerushalayim. Afkan chutz l'achilaso. So to Derech Rechoka must mean that you are too far from Yerushalayim, which is the position of Rabbi Akiva, that if you are more than 15 mil outside of Yerushalayim, that's called Derech Rechoka. Rabbi Yosef Yehuda, Rabbi Yosef Yehuda disagrees. He says, no, Omish Rabbi Lezer chutz l'asiyaso. It doesn't mean that you're too far from the place where Karim Pesach can be consumed, but which is Yushaim, or rather you're too far 
from the place where the Karban Pesach is performed. And we'll see where's the Karban Pesach performed, so to speak? Beis HaMikdash. Therefore, Rabbi Yosef Yehuda says, Derech Rachok means outside of the precincts of Yerushalayim. So literally, I'm sorry, outside of the precincts of the Beis HaMikdash. So if you're literally standing outside of the Beis HaMikdash, that's called Derech Rachok. The Yimar says, Kiman Azla, Hadar Yitzchak by Yosef. So according to whose opinion is the following statement made? Bitmeim Halach Acharov HaOmdim Bazar. What's an interesting statement? That remember again, we've spoken about the idea that if the majority of Kalal Yisrael is Tameh, then Halach HaLamayi said the carbon could be offered up by Tumah. We're, we're, the majority of who? who? Who establishes that majority? So this particular opinion says, we look at the majority of people standing inside of the courtyard of the Beis HaMikdash. So whose opinion does that reflect? That's the opinion of Rabbi Yossi Rabbi Yehuda, ultimately the name of Rabbi Eliezer, namely, that Derech Rechoka is established by proximity to the Beis HaMikdash, not proximity to Yerushalayim. Good. Amr lo Rabbi Yossi lefichach. Shabbos say again. So Rabbi Yossi said, therefore, this is the end of the Mishnah. Rabbi Yossi said, this is why on the word Rechoka, on the word Rechoka, there's a little dot over the hay, ultimately teaching us that Rechoka doesn't really have to mean geographically far. It just means that you're outside of the place where you are supposed to be. Again, this is the opinion of Rabbi Eliezer, that even if you are outside of the precincts of the Beis HaMikdash, at the time of the offering of the carbon, that is called derech rechoka. Says the Gemara Tanya, Rabbi Yosei Lili Omer, derech shamea anima halich shnayim o shloshi yamim. Now we'll say when the pasuk says derech rechoka, I might have thought, I might have thought it means a journey of two or three days, right? That, that if you ask me, how far is far? So I don't know. It's fifteen mil far. Good, two or three days. Kishu Omer uba derech lohaya. But once it says, and it doesn't use the word rechoka, derech could even mean what? Or derech rechoka could even mean what? Outside of the precincts of the Beis HaMikdash. Good. So we'll say, so this is the fundamental machlokis, Rabbi Akiva, Rabbi Eliezer. How far is far? Rabbi Akiva saying 15 mil out of Yerushalayim. Out of Yerushalayim, which also, of course, is even further than from the actual Beis HaMikdash. Rabbi Eliezer, Rabbi Eliezer, yeah. Yeah, Rabbi Yehuda is saying even outside of the precincts of the Beis Hamikdash. So we'll say, so how do we paskin? So the Rambam, the Rambam paskins in Perak Hey Halacha Ches one line. Ve'ezohi derech rechoka. What is derech rechoka? Chamisha asra mil chutz lechomas Yerushalayim. We'll say what's derech rechoka? Fifteen mil outside of the walls of Yerushalayim. So we'll say, it's very important. Remember, you know when we think about. Today, when we think about the walls of Yerushalayim, you think about which walls? The, the walls of the old city. Remember, again, I will say, those are not the walls. I mean, those are the walls of the old city. That's not, remember, Yerushalayim was a walled city, which means at the border of the city, there was a wall. So imagine, you know, you know that beautiful sun when you're driving in, you know, from Highway 1 into Yerushalayim, and you see that beautiful sun that says, Welcome to Yerushalayim, probably the most the most magnificent sign in the entire universe. It says, welcome to you, Shalayim. So if you could imagine, you know, again, I, I, think, I think historically, actually, the municipal borders of Yushalayim were actually larger than what they are now. But Lamaisa, you walked into a wall, you, you, you would come into a walled city. So just pointing out when the Rambam says, it's 15 mil from the, from the external wall of the city. So we pass in like Rabbi Akiva. I just want to point out, like, the Derech Hashkafa, 
what, what's the svara? Like Rabbi Eliezer says, if you're outside of the Beis Hamikdash, that's called Derech Recholka. Okay, so Yadashin is the Pasuk. Rabbi Eliezer, you understand like the incredible Musr in this? Sometimes you could be so close to your desired location, but yet still so far. You could be standing right outside of your Mikdash. You could be standing so close to your spiritual goals, dreams, and aspirations. Yet for a variety of reasons, all you need to do is take one step. Right? This guy, Rabbi Eliezer, is describing. He's standing right outside of the Beis HaMikdash. You're right there. Just take a step forward. But sometimes we're so close to actualizing such incredible spiritual greatness. But either we're afraid to take the step, we lack the confidence to take the step, we don't actually realize how close we are, and so we remain outside. Nebuch for the person who's standing right there, Erev Pesach, and just doesn't have the understanding or the courage to take the step inside. So many times in life, the things we really want are actually within reach, so much closer than we ever realize. We just have to open our eyes, be attentive, and find the courage to move ourselves forward. So we'll say, with that, the Mishnah goes on. We'll say, great suya ahead of us now. Top of Tzadikei. It's very exciting. Very exciting. Ma'abin Pesach Rishon and Pesach Rishon. The Shani. We'll say, what's the difference between Pesach Rishon and Pesach Shani? Okay, so now, interestingly enough, we've gone through Pesach Rishon and Pesach Shani. We've, we've seen, right, we've been doing the entire suya of Pesach Shani up until now. So where lies the difference between Pesach Rishon and Pesach Shani? So the Gemara says, here we go. Harishon Asarbayim Well, very interesting. Pesach Rishon, so remember again, there's an Isra Chametz. Isra Chametz. Pesach Shani, that does not apply. Very interesting, right? Can you imagine this? Like, essentially, you're off, which, which again, it makes sense because it also remember again, what is Pesach Shani? Pesach Sheni is only what? Carbon. Right? This is very important. Pesach Sheni, it's not a second yomtiv. Remember, Pesach Sheni is the makeup for the carbon. It's not the makeup for yomtiv. Right? I just want to be clear about this. I know you know this, but I'm just going to say it. It's not the pshat that the guy who is Bedarech Rechoka doesn't observe Pesach. He's like, all right, let's, you know, we're not going to make it to your shine. Let's go for bagels. You know, it, it, that, that's not, obviously, you're missing the carbon, but you're still observing the yomtiv. So all you're making up on Pesach Shani, therefore, is the carbon. So therefore, the Isra Chomets, the Isra Chomets doesn't apply. There's Isra Chomets on Pesach Rishon. No Isra Chomets on Pesach Shani. Listen to this. Harishon ta'un halo ba'achila. So, so beautiful. We'll say when you would eat Pesach Rishon, Ultimately, what you would go ahead and say halal when you were eating Pesach Rishon. Vasheni eno ta'on halal ba'achilaso, but Pesach Sheni does not have halal with its consumption. With its consumption, the most remember again we saw before the beautiful Gemara that said they what, what, how would they say halal when it says halal halal with the eating. The pastors maybe they would sing halal also with their eating, but remember they would eat in the house and then everybody would go up to the rooftops. You can imagine this scene, all the rooftops filled with people singing Halal on the night of Pesach. Hashem to see that soon. So the Gemara goes, the Mishnah goes right there. Both by Pesach Rishon as well as by Pesach Sheni, they would say Halal during the actual offering of the carbon, right? We saw this as well, that as the carbon Pesach was actually being shechted, the Chaburus would say Halal. 
so the Yomars of Nechal and Sliya Matzum Rorim, ultimately again, both Pesach Rishon and Pesach Sheni are roasted, Tzli, matzah simrom, with matzah and maror, v'dochen esha Shabbos. And again, both Pesach Rishon and Pesach Sheni are docha Shabbos. Incredible. So we'll say now, let's go. It says the Gimar. We'll say, so now the interesting question, of course, is going to be, how do we figure out which things do apply to Pesach Sheni, which things don't apply to Pesach Sheni? So remember again, so here we go. Turn around. So when the Torah discusses, when the Torah discusses Pesach Sheni, so the Lashen that's given is, You have to perform Pesach Sheni exactly the same way, well, it sounds like exactly the same way that you would perform Pesach Rishon. All of the laws of Pesach Rishon apply to Pesach Sheni. So the Gemara says, what does that refer to? The mitzvah So we'll say what that refers to is what, what the Gemara is now calling mitzvos shebegufo. So we'll say mitzvos shebegufo means anything done to the actual carbon itself that's done on Pesach Rishon is also done on Pesach Shin. Take a quick look at Rashi for just a moment. Mitzvah shebegufo akasav medaber lo riba es hasheni ledin Rishon elu b'mitzvah shebegufo kigon seidra vodosov va'achilas tzli. So we'll say, the way the Gemara is understanding this is as follows. When it says, what that means is that anything done to the actual carbon itself, right? However, the carbon is offered, right? All the different halachos concerning the carbon, the manner in which the carbon is prepared, all of that, all of that applies to Pesach Sheni as well. However, however, we'll say, based on this, things or details that are not part of the actual carbon itself. For example, chametz, right? Or the prohibition of chametz, which is not a din in carbon Pesach. It's a din in, it's a din in Pesach that doesn't apply ultimately to Pesach Sheni. So the Gemara says, let's go weiter. So the Gemara says, the mitzvah shebegufo means any mitzvah or any, any, any halacha that applies to the carbon itself. Mitzvah she'al gufo minayin. So we'll say now another term. What about a mitzvah she'al gufo? Now what does this mean, a mitzvah she'al gufo? What about a mitzvah, something that accompanies the carbon Pesach? For example, matzen maror. Matzen mar. So matzen mar is not inherently part of the avodah of Pesach, but again, at least by Pesach Rishon, the Lashon is, al matzos umerorim yochluhu. You eat the Pesach with matzen mar. That's a mitzvah she'al gufo. It's an accessory. So what about accessory mitzvahs? Tamud lomar, al matzos umerorim yochluhu. Therefore, the Pasuk says, you should eat even Pesach Sheni with Matzin Marer. You might have thought, therefore, again, maybe. So we'll say, I'm including Mitzos Shebegufo, which ultimately, again, means the carbon is prepared the same way. Mitzos Sha'al Gufo, anything that accompanies the carbon Pesach and Pesach Rishon accompanies on Pesach Sheni, i.e. Matzin Marer. So maybe I should include Mitzos Shaloal Gufo. We'll say, what's Mitzos Shaloal Gufo? What, what is, what really, what does that include? Chametz. Chametz. So maybe I should include Chametz as well. Tamil Omar, ve'etzem lo yishburu bo. Therefore, I will say the Pasik says again, this is by Pesach Sheni. You can't break a bone in Pesach Sheni. So why does the Torah say that? Mashviraz ha'etzem yuchar mitzvah shebegufo. Just like the breaking of the bone is what we call a mitzvah shebegufo. It's a mitzvah, it's a detail in the carbon. 
So too, it only comes to include mitzvah shebegufo. Now, both say, now, the truth is, remember, we've already established that we're including mitzvah shebegufo and mitzvahs ultimately, again, sha'al gufo. But the point that the Gemara is making is, it's only going to be mitzvah shebegufo, mitzvah sha'al gufo, that apply to Pesach Sheni, but mitzvahs shalo al gufo, which means, essentially, Pesach details that are just fundamentally extraneous to the carbon itself, will not apply on Pesach. And again, it's very logical, because mitzvahs that are extraneous to carbon Pesach, ultimately, again, are a din in Pesach, not a din in carbon. Pesach Sheni is not a makeup for, pe- for Yom Tiv. Pesach Sheni is a makeup for the carbon. Isi ben Yehuda Omer, Yasu also... You shall perform it. Rabbi said, these are, all, these are all phrases from the same Pasuk by Pesach Sheni. Siyasu also, B'mitzos Shebegufo HaKosov Medaber. Siyasu also, Rabbi said, this refers to Mitzos Shebegufo, Mitzvos ultimately, again, in the actual carbon itself. Amar Mar, Yochol Af Mitzvah Shalo Al Gufo. You might have thought that Halacha Lema I should include Mitzvah Shalo Al Gufo, which I will say, again, refers to, let's say, Chomitz. So the Gemara says, Amrit B'mitzvah, I'm sorry. So Amrit Yochol Af Mitzvah Shalo Al Gufo, Ha Amrit B'mitzvah Shebigufo HaKosim Medaber. But one second, I will say, you just said before that the Pasa is coming to teach me that it's only B'mitzvah Shebigufo that the Pasa is referring to. This is what it means to say, Hashta Da Amrit Amatos Umerorim Yochluhu, Amayasu also lav dafka. Shabbos says, interestingly enough, as follows. Now that we've established that Pesach Sheni does in fact have matzah and marer, so that tells me that yasu also is not meduyak. What does that mean? The yasu also, that phrase by itself, yasu also, if, if that would have been just by itself, I would have assumed that what does that mean? That Allah said, you just offer up the carbon Pesach. That's it. And I would say, any of the details that apply to Pesach, to the actual carbon itself, preparation of the carbon, right? How you offer up the carbon, manner of preparation, sleep, that applies. But I would have thought that Yasu also tells me that anything else, anything else, even Matzamar doesn't apply. Now the Pasuk says you also have to offer up Matzah, you also have to eat that Matzah, Samar, Miochlu. Ama, Yasu also lav dafka. Therefore, we'll say the phrase Yasu also is not precise in limiting. So the Gemara says, Ha Ema. Therefore, I would say maybe the Pasuk should be read as a Prat and a Klal. And therefore, perhaps the Klal itself comes to add on to the Prat. And maybe it comes to include everything. And maybe it tells you that whatever applies during the time of consumption of Pesach Rishon applies during the consumption of Pesach Sheni. Even what? Even 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 chametz, even chametz. Kamashman Rabbo said that that is not the case. Rabbo said therefore the way the Gemara ends up ultimately discussing this is as follows: What we'll call mitzvos shebigufo, anything that applies to the actual preparation of the carbon. Same for Pesach Rishon and Pesach Sheni. Mitzvos sheal gufo, we'll call accessories to the carbon will apply to Pesach Shini as well. Therefore, again, Pesach Shini is also consumed with Matzah and Moror. The distinction between Pesach Rishon and Pesach Shini is what we call Mitzvos Shalo Al Gufo. Anything that is fundamentally extraneous to the Pesach, which for our purposes refers to Chametz. So the Isra Chametz will apply on Pesach Rishon, but the Isra Chametz will not apply on Pesach Shini. So the Gemara goes weiter. 
Isi ben Yehuda, hai etzem my avidly. So we'll say, what does Isi ben Yehuda do with etzem? So the Gemara says, in other words, we'll say, what does he do with that Joshua that says he's not allowed to break a bone for carbon pay for Pesach Sheni? So my avidly, me by the leechad etzem sheish b'moach, the echad etzem sheim b'moach. So we'll say, Isi ben Yehuda uses it to learn that the prohibition of shiras etzem of breaking a bone is true whether it is a bone that has marrow or a bone that doesn't have marrow. What do the Rabbanon do with the phrase of Yasu Oso? Both say this is fascinating. So the Rabbanon understand the phrase Yasu Oso means they, plural, will perform it. The Rabbanon use this to learn that we prefer that you don't shecht the carbon Pesach for an individual. Both say we discussed this Sergei before. The Halacha are you allowed to shecht the carbon for an, for an individual? The answer is yes. You can do it, but the Rabbanon feel it's highly unpreferable. And therefore, the The more you could go ahead and run after people, run after people, the more you could try to find people with whom to share your carbon pesach, that is definitely preferable. Once I take a look at Rashi, this is actually wild. Get, get ready for this. Rashi says over here, Shein Shochten. So we'll say, so the understand over here that we don't want you doing Pesach Sheni alone. The truth is, it's a din in Pesach Rishon as well. It, it's very clear logic. The logic is that we don't want to create no sar unnecessarily. So by Pesach, but let's focus on Pesach Sheni. So by Pesach Sheni says, Yasu also, which means we ideally don't want you offering up the carbon by yourself. And therefore, to whatever degree you could gather up a chabura, you should do so. So we'll say, look at Rashi. This is actually pretty wild. Rashi says, So the more you could go and find someone else to share in your carbon, in your Pesach Sheni. So we'll say, so to whatever degree you could find the chaver, who's also Tamei Pesach Rishon, and he could join you for Pesach Sheni, that is definitely preferable. Kigon. Letame achar b'sheretz. So I will say, this is actually pretty wild because it sounds like what Rashi is saying is, even if you have to be metame your friend, right, in order that he could join you for Pesach Sheni, right, go ahead, say, say here, catch this, and it turns out that you threw him a dead sheretz, so now again, he's your buddy for Pesach Sheni, I mean, he might not be your buddy for too much longer, but, but Lamais at least, he's imano chibitzona by Pesach Sheni, so again, so if Chazal understand this, the Rabbanah understand this, Yasu also, to whatever degree possible, don't offer up a Pesach Sheni alone, but rather try to find other people who are Tameh as well. Tan Rabbanon. Kechol chukas Pesach Yasu also. The Pazik says, you know, also a Pesach Sheni, that you should offer a Pesach Sheni, excuse me, sorry, Kechol chukas Pesach Yasu also, we should offer up the Karma Pesach, the Pesach Sheni, in accordance with all of the halachas of Pesach Rishon, Yochul Kushim Sharishon Asr Babayir Abayimotzeh, Kach Sheni Asr Babayir Abayimotzeh. So again, you would have thought, therefore, the same way that Pesach Rishon has an Isra Chametz, so too Pesach Sheni has an Isra Chametz. Talmud Lomar, Almatzos Umerorim Yochluhu. Therefore, we'll say the Pasuk says, you shall eat it on Matzah and Mar, which tells you that again, only Mitzvos Shebegufo and Mitzvos Sha'al gufo are part of Pesach Sheni. But mitzvos shalal gufo, i.e. mitzvos that are totally extraneous 
to Pesach Sheni, Halacha Lamaisa, those are not done by Pesach, by Pesach Rish, by, sorry, only things that are totally extraneous to Karim Pesach are not done on Pesach Sheni. So the Gemara says, Ve'imi Elamisos Asei, this is actually very interesting. I only know that Pesach Sheni, that it refers to Misos Asei, Mitzos Lo Sasei Minai. And I'll say, how do I know that even Mitzos Lo Sasei also applied to Karim Pesach, Pesach Sheni, Tamad Lomar, Lo Yashiru Mimeno Adboker. Because we'll say, by Pesach Sheni, the Torah also says, you shall not leave anything over until the morning, which is a losase. So we see over here that positive commandments that refer to Karim Pesach apply to Pesach Sheni. Prohibitions which apply to Pesach Rishon apply to Pesach Sheni. But I only know that it applies. So we'll say, we call prohibitions that are remedied by a positive commandment. So, so what does this mean? I will say, for example, the Torah says you're not allowed to leave over anything until the morning. And then what does the Torah say? And whatever you leave over until the morning, ba'ish tisrofu. So this is called ilav hanitak la'aseh. So ilav hanitak la'aseh is a prohibition which could be remedied by the performance of a positive commandment. The, the, the paradigmatic example of that, I will say, is gzela. I steal something, that is a lav. But is a lav hanitak la'aseh. Why beheshev eshagizela? I can return the stolen item. So some lavin you could fix, so to speak, and others, well, you could always fix a lav. But some lavin have a positive commandment, a sister positive commandment to remedy it. So leaving over carbon Pesach, lo is a prohibition, but it's nitak la'aseh, because if you do leave over, there's a way to remedy that prohibition, i.e. you burn the nosar. So I only know that a lav hanitak la'aseh applies to Pesach Sheni. What about, what about mitzvahs losas say garminayin? We'll say, what about if you have just a, a bona fide prohibition? A mitzvahs losas say, with no, with no, with low, with no corresponding asi to remedy it. How do I know that that applies to Pesach Shini as well? Tamal Omar, ve'etzem lo yishburu bo. The Pasuk says you shall not break a bow. So we'll say that's just a plain love. So therefore, ma'aprat mufurash, mitzvahs asay, Velo sase shenitak lase, velo sase gummer, I've called misas ase, velo sase shenitak lase, velo sase gummer. So both say, therefore, what comes out, fascinating limud. Therefore, essentially, what the Gemara says is like this any, any lo sase, or I should say, any ase positive commandment, any lo sase anitak lase, any, any prohibition that's remedied by a positive commandment, or any stamp prohibition, any stamp lo sase that applies to Pesach Rishon will apply to Pesach Sheni. That's the cloud that the Gemara is espoused. Incredible. So says the Gemara, Bichlalei demasosumro, my kamarabi. So we'll say, so now, interestingly enough, we, we see the Torah goes out of its way to list certain specific items in the performance of Pesach Sheni. So we'll say, remember again, so on one hand, I'm learning certain principles, but yet the Torah also goes out of its way to list certain things specifically. So for example, the Torah tells me specifically that by Pesach Sheni, I have to eat it on Matzah Sumerorim. So when the Torah states that, what else is it coming to include? To which the Gemara answers, Sli'esh. Is coming to include that the carbon has to be roasted. That essentially the same way that you have to consume Pesach Sheni, the same way you consume Pesach Rishon, i.e. with matzah and murder, so to Pesach Sheni has to be prepared in the same way like Pesach Rishon, i.e. Tzli'esh. Good. And I will say, by stating, what is it coming to exclude? So the Gemara says, I'm sorry, is coming to exclude chametz, 
right? Or the need to get rid of your chametz. That only applies by Pesach Rishon. Doesn't apply by Pesach Sheni. I Eifochana. So why don't you? I don't say why can't you just easily like switch that around? Why can't you say that Matzah Sumar comes to include Hashbasa Sar, the need to rid yourself of chametz, and comes to exclude Sli? To which the Gemara said very simply, Mitzvah Degufe Adif. Because they both say it makes much more sense to include Sli and exclude Sa'ar. Why? Because they both say Sli is, as we said before, a Mitzvah Shebegufo. That is a detail in the actual carbon itself, as opposed to Hashbasas Sa'ar, which is not a din in the carbon itself. So also when the Torah says, By Pesach Sheni, that you should not go ahead and leave over anything until the morning. What else? What is, what is that detail coming to include? To which the Gemara says, So ultimately it's coming to include that you cannot go ahead and remove the carbon Pesach from the place where you are eating. This is the din by Pesach Rishon that we saw. So remember again, wherever you, remember we had this discussion, you could split one carbon into two parts to be consumed by a divided chabur in two locations. But what can't you do? You can't eat. One person can't eat in two places. So therefore, the Gemara says, I learned from the fact that the Torah says you can't leave over anything. That also teaches me that the detail of not taking the carbon out from the place where I'm eating also applies. Biprate, I'm skipping the parentheses. Biprate, my kamamaitle. And I will say, ultimately, again, what is it coming to exclude? So, lo yirav, lo yimaz. It's coming to exclude the prohibition of chametz. I says the Gemara, skip the parentheses again, Eifach Ana, but why not switch that around? Once again, Mitzvah Digufe Adif, because it makes more sense to include a mitzvah or a detail, which is actually a chilek of the halach of the carbon itself. Bichlalei, the etzan lo yishperubo. So we'll say when the Torah says, you should not break a bone of Pesach Sheni, that statement, what is it coming to include? Amadez, my kamarabi, my kamarabi, what is it coming to include? Al tochlu mimenu no. It's coming to include the prohibition to eat carbon pesach raw. You can't eat raw carbon pesach. And what is it coming to exclude? It's coming to exclude the halacha that says that when you shecht carbon pesach, you cannot have any chametz in your possession. That's a din in pesach rishon, not a din in pesach shiri. So the gemara says, I efochana. Maybe you could switch it around. Once again, mitzvah degufe adif. It makes more sense to include details that are unique, that are part of the actual current Pesach, and exclude details which are extraneous. So, both say, so, so just to, to bring this together, it is, it's very intuitive. Essentially what the Gemara says, the Halacha Rabosai is, that, any, that, that when it comes to Pesach Sheni, what we, what we call three categories of mitzvos, let's, when it, let me take that back, three, Pesach Rishon, there are three categories of mitzvos. There's what, there's what the Gemara called mitzvos shebegufo. Mitzvos shebegufo means details related to the actual offering, preparation, and nature of consumption of the carbon. Those halachas apply to both Pesach Rishon and Pesach Sheni. So that's how you offer the carbon. That's eating the carbon roasted. That's not eating the carbon raw. Okay, then there's what we call mitzvos she'al gufo, which means mitzvos that are not directly related ultimately, again, to the actual preparation of the carbon, but manner like, but I should say, associated carbonic details. Eating it with matzah and mar, not taking it out of the house. Those halachos will also apply to Pesach Rishon and to Pesach Sheni. 
The third category is where the distinction lies. The third category is what the Gemara called Misos Shalo Al Gufo, which essentially are Hilchos Pesach, not really related to the Karban. So the example of that being, for example, you're not allowed to shecht while you still have chametz, or bal yei or achilas chametz. Those halachas apply to Pesach Rishon, do not apply to Pesach Shin. And I both say that indeed is the halacha lemaisa. Both say now some incredible, incredible gemaras. Incredible, incredible. Harishon, Harishon. Right, Chevron, Zoom, you with me over here? Good. One day I'm going to have to unmute all of you guys. I feel bad. I feel like you're in the corner. I mute you every day and I never get to hear from you. I'm sorry. And now my screen is to the side. I'm sorry. It's wonderful to see all of you. Wonderful to see all of you. All right, Tavosi, let's go right there. Says the Gemara. So remember again, the Mishnah said, one of the interesting distinctions over here is that by the Rishon, they say halal. By the Rishon, they say halal by the Achila. Right? One of the interesting distinctions was recitation of halal. By Pesach Rishon, you say halal when you're eating the Karban. By Pesach Sheni, you do not. So also listen to this. How do you know this? I don't know, I was about to say, how do you know they don't say halal? So, because we'll say the Pasuk says, here the Gemara is quoting the Pasuk from Yeshaya, Hashir Yielachem Kalel His Kadesh Chag, which we'll say literally means the Shir. The song will be for you on the night that was sanctified as a Yamtiv. And we darshan from there, Laila Hamakudash Lachag Ta'un Halal. It is only the nighttime that is sanctified as a yamtiv that gets halal. Laila she'ein makudish lachag, but a nighttime that is not sanctified as a yamtiv doesn't get halal. So therefore, I will say the Gemara says, remember, I say when you offer a pesach sheni, when you offer a pesach sheni, is pesach sheni a yamtiv? Is it a yamtiv? Remember, for some it is, especially if it falls out on a Monday or a Thursday, because you don't say Tachlan, right? But, 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 but aside from that Yamtiv component of it, Lamaisa Pesach Shini is not a Yamtiv. You know, I mean, yes, Samit Matz on your Pesach Shini, but Lamaisa, there's no, so therefore it's fascinating. The only time that there's an obligation to say Halal at night during consumption is when the nighttime is a Yamtiv. But Lamaisa, if the nighttime is not a Yamtiv, there's no obligation to say, to say Halal. I'll tell you, I think there's also an incredibly profound embedded message. In that state, look, look at these words. The Gemara says, Laila, Laila hamekudash lechag ta'on halal. Let will say, in general, Laila, Laila is a, is a metaphor for difficulty and adversity. Right? That's, 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 so Laila is always a metaphor for difficulty and adversity. So perhaps what Chazal are also saying is like this, Laila hamekudash lechag. If you have the ability somehow to take your adversity and to turn it into a yomtiv. If you somehow find the strength to meet your challenges and to understand that your challenges in life are not there to hold you back, but your challenges sometimes can become the greatest catalyst for growth. That's a layla hamikudosh lechag. When you turn your layla into a yomtiv, when you turn your challenges and adversity into a catalyst for growth, that's ta'un halal. That's ultimately, again, when you say halal in life. The greatest halal, Rabbi say in life is when you grow from adversity. When you let adversity sideline you, that's tragic. But when adversity becomes the catalyst for growth, when it's a layla, hamekudosh l'chag, that's when you say halal in life. An incredible yisod. So we'll say the Gemara goes weiter. So remember again, 
both of them require halal, ba'asyas. And so both Pesach Sheni and Pesach Rishon, halacha lemaisa, you go ahead and you say halal when you are going ahead and actually performing the carbon. So my time, what's the reason? So you could say, Pashat Pshat is, that what? That halacha lemaisa, the only reason I know not to say not to say halal when I eat Pesach Sheni is why? Because it's based on the Pasek in Yeshai and the Pasek says Laila, Laila. So it's only Laila that's not Mekudosh Lachag that you don't say halal. But by day when I'm offering up the carbon, I say halal. That's one possibility. Well, say this is so beautiful. Vibay Seima, Efshar Yisrael Shochten Es Pesachayen, the Notlin Eslulavein, the Ein Omrin Halal. Is it possible for Klal Yisrael to go in and shech their Pesach and take their Lulav and not say hello. We'll see answer the Gemara saying over here. The essence of mitzvah, Sarvosai, is that if I do a mitzvah and I truly appreciate what it is that I have to do, and I truly appreciate the opportunity in a mitzvah to serve the Rebono Shel Olam, and a recognition, I will say, that a mitzvah is not an ends, but it's a means. And every single mitzvah is the Rebono Shalom telling me, this is the way you could connect to me. This is the way we create relationship. This is the way we become closer. This is the way you actualize your inner holiness. Then it's almost as if when you perform a mitzvah, you burst into spontaneous halal. The Gemara says, Efshar, is it possible to offer up a carbon Pesach and not say halal? It's almost as if, what are you talking about? That we're looking for the source that I have to say hello? What are you talking about looking for the source? It's almost as if it's a, it's a spontaneous spiritual reaction. The same way, is it possible to lift up a lulav and esrug and not say hello? Is it possible to serve the Ribbono Shalom and not want to burst into song? Well, so do you understand? This is what Yiddishkeit is supposed to be. It's supposed to be. Sometimes what Judaism is and what it's supposed to be often don't line up. And sometimes, unfortunately, again, mitzvahs are often looked at as an all, as a burden, as something I have to do. And we spend so much time and energy looking for the golden kula, right? What's the golden kula? The golden kula, it's the one that's going to get you out of doing the thing you really don't want to do. And we're imaginative and we're creative and we have ashkafas and halochas and halichos and deyes and shitas and, and all different things. And meanwhile, we're totally missing the boat. Because a mitzvah, whether it's hard or whether it's easy, is the greatest opportunity for connection. And in the eyes of Chazal, a mitzvah, you have the opportunity to do a mitzvah, of course you burst into halal. So I was thinking, you know, that's what the Gemara is saying over here. I was saying, it's only to point out, this is a very like non-Gemara-like answer. You would expect to see this in the Sifrei Chassidus, which is like, we're trying to figure out, how do you know that you say halal during the Asiyah of the Karban? To which the Gemara says, well, how can you offer up a karma without halal? It's not a halacha. It's not a halacha. It's ashkafa sachayim. How do you serve a Kaddish Baruch Hu without bursting into halal? I'll say, this is what we have to strive to get to. This, this is our goal. This is our goal. That our avodas Hashem should be so beautiful, should be so sweet, that every single thing I do should trigger a spontaneous Halal. Not literally, not literally, not to say halal. Remember again, the Gemara says, you're not allowed to say halal every day, even if you want to. But to trigger some emotional spontaneity, it is such a ser- privilege to serve. It is such a privilege to do. It is such a privilege to connect with the Rebbe Shalom. Such an incredible Gemara. Is it possible to do a mitzvah 
and not want to burst into Hallel. Now, obviously, it's talking over here about episodic mitzvahs, right? Hallel. I'm sorry, Pesach, Lulav. So, of course, there's a difference between things that occur, you know, infrequently and things that occur every single day. But it's how's that you finally have the opportunity to do a carbon Pesach, to, to pick up Lulav and Esrik, and you're not going to burst into Halo? It's spontaneous. Incredible. Incredible. Says, I just want to point out two lines. I told you, I told you. You see, people think that when I send out these WhatsApp messages about, oh, dramatic Gemara, that I'm just trying to up my attendance numbers. That is true. But also, but also, it's like, come on. This, 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 I just want to tell you something, no matter what happens in the rest of your day, it's a good day. It, it's a good day when by 6.38, when by 6.38, Reb Tzadik has changed my life, Reb Tzadik has changed my life, Mesech has changed my life, it's, it's going to be a great day. It's going, I haven't even been up for, for, uh, for an hour and a half yet, and Lamaisa, again, look, my life has already fundamentally changed. Incredible. V'nechol and sleep. So what was this? Remember again. So the Mishnah then said, Pesach Sheni, Pesach Sheni is Docha, Docha Shabbos. I'm sorry, Pesach Sheni is Eaton Sli, and it's ultimately Docha Shabbos. Docha Shabbos. So the Gemara makes an interesting observation. The Gemara says, Shabbos in Tumalo. Now it's interesting. The Mishnah said it's Docha Shabbos. The Mishnah didn't say that it's Docha Tumah. Now I've also this raises a very interesting question. So watch. So, so what happens if everybody's Tameh during Pesach Sheni? What happens? So the Gemara says, "Masdisin dolk Rabbi Yehuda." It's not like Rabbi Yehuda. The Sanya, the Sanya, Toches Hashabbos ve'in Toches Atuma. Remember again, the Brisa says, "Pesach Sheni is Toches Hashabbos, but it's not Toches Atuma." Rabbi Yehuda Omer Af Toches Atuma. Rabbi Yehuda says it's even Toches Atuma. So both say Machlokes. So fundamental Machlokes is Pesach Sheni Docha Toma or not? My time at the Tanakama. What's the Tanakama's logic? Why is in Pesach Sheni Docha Toma? So I say, so well, look what the Tanakama says. It's great. Mishum Toma Dechisiv Yachzer Viyaseb Toma. We'll say why are you doing Pesach Sheni? The Pashtos. Why are you doing Pesach Sheni? Obviously, is he a Derech Chokar Toma? But I would venture to say again. I, I don't know this to be historically true. But it feels true. It's always good to say stuff that you say feels true because you don't really have any, any, any responsibility for it. it. It feels true that most times when people didn't offer a Pesach Rishon, it wasn't because of Derech Rechoka because Derech Rechoka, I feel, is something that you could really plan for. But Bepashtos Tumah, so the Tanakhama says, why are you doing Pesach Shini? Because you became Tameh. So now we're going to let you do Pesach Sheni Batuma? That's totally counterintuitive. So the Gemara said, Tuma Dechisiv, Yachzer Vyasa Batuma. The guy was telling Pesach Rishon, now we're going to let him do Pesach Sheni Batuma. It doesn't make sense. Rabbi Huda, Haftorah Chazra, Lav Las, also Batayra, Lo Zachsa Yasa Batuma. Rabbi Huda says, Look, obviously Pesach Sheni was there, said he could do it Batayra. But if you can't do it Batayra, then what? Then what? Do it Batuma. It's Docha, it's Docha Tuma. It's mostly Mechlogis Rabbi Huda and Rabbanon. It's Tanakama. So the Gemara says, Tana Rabbanon, Pesach Rishon, Doches HaShabbos, Pesach Sheni, Doches HaShabbos. So the Bryce says, Pesach Rishon is Doches HaShabbos, Pesach Sheni is also Doches HaShabbos. Pesach Rishon, Doches HaTumah, Pesach Sheni, Doches HaTumah. So too, Pesach Rishon is Doches HaTumah, Pesach Sheni is also Doches HaTumah. Pesach Rishon, Ta'un Lina, Pesach Sheni, Ta'un Lina. Pesach Rishon, you have to stay in Yerushalayim that night. You will say, right? You can't eat your current Pesach and go home that night. You must stay in Yerushalayim overnight until the next morning. So to Pesach Sheni, Ta'unlina, Pesach Sheni also requires staying over in Yerushalayim overnight. Do, so the Gemara says, Docha Zadoma, Pesach Sheni is Docha Toma, Kiman, Kirabi Huda. That's the sheet of Rabbi Huda. 
Does Pesach Sheni require Lina? Do you have to stay over in Yerushalayim that night of Pesach Sheni? Yet Rabbi Huda said, How do we know that Pesach Sheni doesn't require Lina? The Pasuk says in the morning, You shall go back to your tent. Going back to your tent means going back home, wherever home is. So yet the Pasuk right afterwards says, and for six days you shall eat matzah. And we dash from there. If you eat matzah for six more days, because remember again, you're already in your shine for the first day. That yamtiv, which requires consumption of matzah for six days, requires lina on the first night. And whoever doesn't require consumption of matzah for the remaining six days of yamtiv doesn't require lina, which would seem to indicate that Allah said there is no din of lina on Pesach Sheni, to which the Gemara says, Shrei Tanoi va'aliba de Rabbi Huda. There are two different Tanoim according to Rabbi Huda. And I both say, so again, just to mention this very quickly, so the Rambam in Perik Yud, Halokha Tesvav, writes as follows. Perik Yud, Halokha Tesvav, just by Doche Toma, says, so the Gemara goes through this, the Gemara goes through this whole list. The Gemara goes through this whole list. Um, The Gemara says, the Ramam says, sorry. Uh, Again, we'll get, well, maybe we'll go through this a different time. I'll give you the Maramakim. This is Perik Yud, Halacha Tesvav. The Ramam cites all of the distinctions between Pesach Rishon and Pesach Sheni. But Halacha Lamaisa, Pesach Sheni is not brought Bitoma. Good, I will say, with that, let's go ahead, let's go ahead and begin the next Mishnah just for a minute. So you can always pick up here tomorrow. Ha-Pesach Shabbat B'Tomah. We'll say, Pesach, back to Pesach Rishon. Back to Pesach Rishon now. Pesach Shabbat B'Tomah. Lo yochlu menos zavin v'zavas nidos v'yoldos. So we'll say, the Pesach is brought B'Tomah. It's actually very interesting. Now, what we're going to see is the paradigmatic case of Tomah is Tomas Meis. So what happens if the carbon is brought B'Tomah? So remember again, what, what's the case here? The case over here is where the majority of Am Yisrael is Tameh. In which case, again, Karban Pesach is going to be brought B'Tumah. The Mishnah is saying that even if Karban Pesach is brought B'Tumah, not everyone who's Tameh has the ability to partake of it. Therefore, for example, Zavin Zavos, Nidos Yoldos, do not eat from the Karban Pesach. Vimachlu, but if they did eat from the Karban Pesach, Termikaris. There's no Chi of Karis. In other words, there's no, you're not allowed to eat from the Pesach. But Allah there's no liability. Rabbi Eliezer, Poter, Af, says, you're even potter from coming to the, to the Beis Hamikdash in a state of Tumah when the carbon is offered up in a state of Tumah. Says the Gemaratan Rabbanon, Zavin, Vizavos, Nidos, Viodos, Sha'achlu, Bepesach, Shabbat, Tumah. If you have a case of Zavin, Zavos, Nidos, Yodos, who ate of a Pesach that was brought to Tumah, means the current Pesach Rishon was brought because 51% of the Klal was Tamei Tumas Meis. These and other individuals are still not permitted to partake of the Karban. But if they did so, ultimately again, Yochul Yuchayov, and you might have thought that they would be Chayev Tamad Lomar, V'choltar Yochal Basra V'anefresh HaShetochal Basra V'nzevach HaShem Shal HaShem V'tum Asra Lov V'nichresa When is there Kares? For consumption of a carbon by a tame individual, when the carbon is consumed by people who are tar, that's when someone who is tame is chayiv karis for consumption. But when the carbon is not being consumed by those who are tar, when the carbon is being consumed by those who are tame, 
Others who are tummy who consume it will not be chayav. So we'll stop over here. We'll pick up Amir Hashem with. I'm sorry, we went through that quickly. We'll pick up with this discussion Amir Hashem tomorrow. Shkoyach.